0: This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Advent is is essentially a season of preparation. It's a season, season of anticipation. And so on the Christian calendar, Advent is the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And we're anticipating the, the celebration of the arrival of Jesus. And so we focus on a different theme every single week. Week one, we looked at peace. And um, what we've done in each weeks of these series is we've had someone come up and sort of share their story, and how, when they collide with Jesus, a theme from Advent has been prevalent in their life as a result. And so in week one, um, we, we had Corinne come up and share part of her story. And we talked a lot about shalom and how the word that's used throughout Scripture uh, in the Hebrew text is this, is this Hebrew word shalom which means completeness and wholeness and fullness and making all things right and proper and correct. And so we said, you know, that's what the peace of God is. When God comes, he came to bring wholeness and completeness to us. And so we talked a lot about Shalom, and Corinne shared her story, and it was awesome. Like I said, it's on the podcast. Last week, uh, we talked about hope. And we had Miss Rachel come and share. I call her Miss Rachel because she runs the daycare uh, back here, and she's just Miss Rachel. It is what it is. I think we're like pretty close to the same age, but she's still she's Miss Rachel to me. So Miss Rachel came and shared, and um, we talked about how God's past faithfulness motivates our hope for the future. That God's past faithfulness motivates our hope for the future, that we can see how he showed up time and time again in our lives, showed up time and time again in scripture, and we use that as a foundation moving forward to have hope, knowing that he will come through again, right? And so we talked all about that last week. So this week, we're talking about joy, which I'm, I'm I'm excited about. It's going to be more of like an, an, an hey, Joy, right? And uh, the last song that the band is doing, um, it's like really high energy, and so I'm excited about that as well. But Joy, um, we're going to have my buddy James come up and share with you in a few minutes. Uh, James is the dude that's back here on the keyboard. I'd like to do an impersonation of him, but I'm not going to. But it's uh, it's, it's, I mean, okay. So James is the guy, James is the guy that's like, Typically, you're up here worshiping, and he's playing, it sounds a lot better than this. And he's like He like has to get his cues for like the next line. And he's like, "Yes, Lord, I'm in this 100 percent." So that's James. Um, you'll, you'll hear from I love watching James when he's up there playing, man. It's like it's one of my favorite things. Uh, So he's going to come up and share a little bit about his story and how at the intersection of him and Jesus, how he found joy and how it's totally radically uh, changed his life. And so, but what I want to do is I want to start off by giving a distinction between happiness and joy, because these are two different things. Happiness and joy are two uh, different things. They're, They're similar, but happiness is situational. Happiness is circumstantial, right? When things are going well, we're happy, when things are not going well, we're not happy, right? We're sad and we're bummed out and whatever. So I want us to be very clear at the foundation onset of this that there is a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is situational and circumstantial, but joy is this constant. Joy is this consistent, deep, inner rejoicing. And so there's a difference there. When things are really crappy, you can still have joy. When life is falling apart all around you, you can still have joy. You know, it supersedes our circumstances. It supersedes our situations. It supersedes our feelings and our emotions. It's this deep, abiding, inner rejoicing. And so joy is oftentimes what people experience, and sometimes for the first time ever, oftentimes joy is what people experience when we encounter Jesus. And when we have a collision with Jesus and we say, whoa, I didn't know life could be like this. Whoa. I didn't know family could be like that. Whoa, I didn't know marriage could be like that. I didn't know work could be like this. I didn't know parenting could be like this. Oftentimes when we encounter Jesus, we encounter joy. And so James is gonna come up and share a little bit about his story. And so if you guys wanna go ahead and roll the lead in video, uh, I'm gonna invite James to come on up with us.
1: Hi, I'm James. I've been coming to Central Church for about a year and a half now, and I've also been a Christ follower since about then. Uh, Before I let Jesus into my heart, I saw negativity everywhere. I saw angst. I saw anger. I would yell at traffic. But the moment I let Jesus into my heart, all that faded away, and it was replaced with joy. Now, it hasn't always been easy, but when I see Jesus, I see joy. Do you see what I see?
0: I mean, come on. Is his personality just not all over that, right? I mean, that is, that is James Schofield. It's incredible. Um, and, and Tempe was up here, who is a mini James Schofield. So if you saw her, you know the correlation. If you've seen her, it's great. Um, but James, so uh, thank you for coming up here and talking and hanging out with me. Yep. Um, don't hate me for the impersonation. It was just, it was in love.
1: It's all right. Okay. Uh, it's Christmas, so I'll, I'll let it You'll go. You'll let it go. Okay, good. But the New Year is coming, so I have a resolution now, so. Okay, Yeah. No,
0: no. Go hard. I love when you go hard. Vengeance, revenge, Okay. Right (laughs) on. Okay. So tell me about James before encountering Jesus.
1: Well, James before Jesus, uh, he 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 was like the stereotypical angry old man. I mean, (laughs) I was very pessimistic. Uh, I was completely confrontational, and and um, you know, kind of going to your uh, point where you're talking the difference between happiness and joy. um, You know, I would feel happiness from time to time, but they were just moments in time and and I was constantly pursuing those moments but they were less and less satisfying and, um, you know, the only really lasting happiness I had was with uh, my daughter Temperance but even then, um, that almost became a burden to me Uh, even with my, uh, the mother of uh, Temperance, uh, my my ex now she uh, was somebody that I would constantly fight with I would would seek out a fight with her Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it got to the point where um, I would even sabotage my own happiness because I didn't think that that was something that was possible. I thought that inevitably the world was out to get me. Yeah. I thought that the world was ugly. I thought that there was no beauty in the world really That anything that I thought was beautiful would just end up fading away. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter what I did, it's, it, w- it wasn't going to last. Yeah. I even sabotaged my own relationship with somebody. Yeah. Uh, and because I knew that it was just going to end up ending anyway.
0: Yeah. And and it's interesting because I, I know it's not the case for all of us, but when when James and I were talking before, you described yourself as a militant atheist. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah there's, there was that too. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, because many of us are not like necessarily that. We're just like not necessarily super close with Jesus, but you consider yeah. yourself like,
1: yeah, I mean, let's
0: let's let's throw hands, kind of. Now
1: now not to compare myself to you know any of the greats in the Bible, but uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of like Saul was, where it's yeah. like, oh, you're a Christian. Okay, well, Let me just this Bible everything verse you is believe. wrong. This yeah. Bible verse contradicts this one. You're wrong because of this. You're yeah. a hypocrite. Yeah, I, w- I was that atheist. You were, you were
0: that guy. Yes, I was that guy. Okay, nice, <laughs> so, nice. Okay, yeah. so that's that's James before Jesus, which is not the James that many of us in here know, right? We know the goofy, quirky keyboard playing James, right? It's a little, little bit different. So what, what shifted your perspective? What sort of um what was the catalyst for change in you
1: well i I started um studying anthropology which uh, if people don't know it's basically just a study of humans and um at the time i was still an atheist but my daughter was a believer and you know she she i had her on sundays and she wanted me to take her to church and i said you know okay maybe and then my sister tells me about this this church that's doing a, a spring jam and she's like oh yeah there's all these activities it could be a lot of fun you know, bring Tempe. So I bring her. And um, the pastor at the time, um, you guys good, might know him. Super good looking guy. From I mean, what he's I hear. kind of a jerk, but, you know, but whatever. Super good looking uh, <laughs> guy, from what, at least from what I hear. Yeah, so so yeah. you're up here, and um, the, the first thing I hear, uh, we were talking about, I think it was, um, I can't remember if it was perspective, but you were doing like a th- series of three P's, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool because a lot of the talk was very secular. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, so this is almost like a, a TED talk in a way. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to keep coming because I found out that the church was, you know, only a few years old. I yeah. think it was like six years at the time. Yeah, and so I was like, you know, what, I'm going to study this place because I want to get my feet wet. Again, yeah. I'm an atheist. Let's let's study this because it's outside yeah. of my comfort zone. And I kept coming And the next series that is, is, is r- really brought it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, I was had a neighbor. And um, you had brought up, basically, when we talk about neighbors, we talk about how it's not just your Christian neighbor next door. It's your Muslim neighbor down the street. It's your Jewish neighbor. You're, you know, gay, bi, trans, straight. doesn't matter who it is. Right. So I was like, you know what? This is kind of a little bit different than what I think of when I think of Christianity. Yeah. So I kept coming and kept coming. And, and, and the more I listened, um, the more I kind of felt something different change in me. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to sign up for baptisms because, you know what? I wanted to study the ritual. Again, I'm an anthropologist. Yeah. And the night before, just, I, I, I don't know why. So, so you signed up
0: for baptisms yeah. thinking, thinking, I'm going to jump into this thing to see why these people think the way they do. And it wasn't necessarily like, man, God's doing something awesome in me right. at yeah. that point.
1: Yeah, I was still kind of questioning it. I mean, I was kind of thinking, okay, maybe there is something to this whole, yeah. you know, Jesus thing yeah. um, that I might have been wrong about. And um, so I was like, you know what, let's try this baptism. I want to see what the ritual's about. Because, again, that's all I thought of when I thought of baptism at the time was it's yeah. just a ritual. Yeah. So we, uh, the night before, something just happened. I don't know what, it, what happened exactly in terms of what brought it on, but I felt the need to pray. Uh, first time ever that I prayed on my own. Right. And I just.
0: Which this is a big deal moment if you think about the context of the story. We're talking a militant atheist person who wants to fight everyone about Jesus. And he's like, huh. Maybe I should pray.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. What? Yeah. You should yeah. what? <laughs> exactly. It it, yeah. it was just like, wait, what just happened? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know at the time what yeah. was happening. Yeah. So I prayed and then I just I f- I don't know what it was I prayed about. I can't remember it to this day, but yeah. I just I prayed and the next thing you know, I, I just almost felt like this, I the best way to describe it is a chill, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was it was yeah. completely different. Yeah. And you know, I realize now, I mean, it was it was the Holy Spirit basically just he Boom! Like right at that moment. Again, I'm kind of comparing it to Saul in a way where it's yeah. like, boom! There was that moment where it's just like he got hit. Yeah. And that's what it felt like to me. And I just I broke down and I cried. Yeah. At that time and and then the day after, you know, I got baptized and it wasn't just a ritual to me at that time. You know, yeah. it was. It was real. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. like, okay, you know, it it sounds really cliche the whole born again thing when I yeah. when again when I was an atheist I'm like oh yeah that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> it, that that is really what I thought of. I'm like, really born again? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. But then when that happened, that that's what I felt. I mean, I, I felt like I I died. I was gone. The, that that James is just gone. Yeah. And now there's this other person who's, who's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's more accurate than no, I. No, that's do.
0: perfect, man. Yeah, that's incredible. And so, so what then is life? What is life like now in comparison on the other side of meeting Jesus? You know, how has it like changed you?
1: I I mean, it it really goes to that that joy aspect is that it's a lasting effect where even if, you know, you feel that moment where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, my car broke down or I'm late to work or, you know, my baby won't stop yelling at me because my my newborn daughter likes to yell at me now a lot um, because I'm not her mom. But (laughs) but I still feel that that joy inside me, even in those hard moments, you know, I mean. I, I kind of think of it like, okay, you know what? Life is a roller coaster. I mean, you are going to have downs, but that's just so that way you can have the ups. Mm-hmm. So even in those moments where I'm just really frustrated at something that's happening, I still know that I have that joy. And on top of that, before I was living kind of day-to-day, moment-to-moment, mm-hmm. whereas now, yeah, I still have those day-to-day goals, but I have that big goal just to basically serve. Yeah. And, and with that service comes the joy and yeah. fulfillment yeah. that Jesus gives me.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's, that's incredible. So... Uh, in the lead-in in the lead-in video, it said, when I see Jesus, I see joy. Do you see what I see? What does that mean to you? What do you mean when you see Jesus, you see joy?
1: I mean, when I see joy, um, I mean, really what it is is I see beauty in the world now. You know, again, where I used to see where the world was out to get me, I see, okay, you know what, this is just, you know, it's just a test. You know, if I, yeah. if I have something coming, a curveball my way, it's really just a test for me mm-hmm. uh, to overcome. And not just that, but it's a way for me to appreciate those ups that much more because you know what? If if life was just all ups and completely ups and everything was great and awesome in the world at all times, you wouldn't realize it. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't know to appreciate that. And I think when I see joy, I see that appreciation. And I see even in the downs where I'm being tested, yeah. I see the appreciation there because I have that joy that you know what? I can pass this test.
0: Yeah. That you can get through. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Guys, will you join me in thanking James for sort of uh, sharing his story with us this morning. That's super cool. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. So in scripture, in scripture, there's a lot of different words that are used to describe joy. There's like Greek words, there's Hebrew words, there's all this stuff that goes through to describe this concept of joy. One of the predominant words that's used is this word that, that's pronounced kara. Say kara. Ooh, listen to that. Say it again. Say Kara. Kara literally means an awareness of God's grace and favor. Kara literally means an awareness of God's grace and favor. Joy is literally an awareness of God's grace and favor. Biblical joy is grace recognized. Nothing in James's life necessarily changed except his perspective, right? He didn't get a new job, didn't get a new life, didn't get a new this, didn't get a new that. All of a sudden, everything's rainbows and butterflies. Nothing changed except for his perspective. Joy is an awareness of God's grace and favor. And here's the deal. Joy is available and possible in the here and now. It's not one of those things that's like, oh yeah, follow Jesus. And then, like, once you get to heaven and once you get to the afterlife and once all that, then you can be full of joy. Then you can. No, no, no. It can be experienced in the here, in the now, even in the crazy circumstances in which we find ourselves. You know, the political climate that's like so polarizing, it's incredible. And the media that's so polarizing, it's incredible. And social media that's so polarizing, it's incredible. With the whole world seemingly insane. And crazy swirling all around us, joy is still possible in the midst of all of that. When we are able to have an adequate understanding of our relationship to God and an adequate understanding of God's relationship to us. Understanding the dynamic of that relationship can help shift our perspective where we can experience joy in the here and now. And when life is going crazy around us, we can still have joy down deep in my soul like we were just singing about a few minutes ago. And so in uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it talks about our relationship to God. It talks about how, what our posture in that relationship should be, what our sort of uh, mind, mindset and framework should be for our relationship with God. And it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. What's our relationship to God? To trust, to depend, to follow. That's our posture. That's our perspective. That's our role in the relationship. It says, lean not on your own understanding. The words actually break down there to mean don't prop yourself up with your own understanding. Don't think that you got all the answers. Don't think that you can run the show. Don't think that you know better than God knows. He says, lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We must, For us to have joy... Our, our, our hope and our faith and our trust and our dependence can't be in politicians. For us to have joy, our hope and our peace and our faith and our dependence can't be in our bosses at work. It can't be in the talking heads on TV. It can't be in, in people at all. Our trust and hope and dependence and, and all of the, our, our fellowship must be in God. And so if you're lacking joy in your life, It's probably because we're trusting ourselves more than God. It's probably because we've put the keys to this big car called life in our own hands rather than in God's hands. Thinking that we can figure it out. Thinking that we have the answers. Thinking that we know what's best for ourselves and those around us. Our relationship, our perspective is dependence and trust. And when we're able to wrap our heads around that, when we're able to embody that and live that out, then joy is possible in the here and now. And then God's relationship to us, I believe, is outlined in Scripture as well. When we can have an adequate understanding of our relationship to God and then an adequate understanding of God's relationship to us, joy is possible. God's relationship to us, I feel like, is outlined in Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39, and it says this, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from what? From the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our posture is dependence, trust, followership, right? God's posture is is that he loves us unconditionally. Loves us more than anything. More than our minds can even comprehend. God's posture in our relationship is that he loves us. And oftentimes, I believe the reason that many of us are lacking joy in the here and now is because we don't get that. We don't wrap our heads around that. We don't embrace that. We don't take that and allow it to speak to us that God loves you. In the midst of your junk. In the midst of all the crap you got going on. And all the dirty dealings that's happening around you. All the dirty dealings you find yourself wrapped up in. All the junk. All the, the shadows that nobody you think nobody knows about. All the crap that's going on around you. God loves you so much. God loves you so much. And oftentimes when we're lacking joy, it's because we've lost perspective on that. We've lost sight of that. We think it's just some big old guy with a big white beard and lightning bolts ready to just throw him at us when we mess up. You know, like he's on a mission to send everyone to hell and wants everyone to suffer for eternity. No, guys. It talks about here in Romans chapter 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. You know the thing that just popped in your head that you are like, yeah, but Sam, but what about, no, yeah, even that, even that thing you're thinking about, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that's God's posture to us. That's God's perspective to us. That's God's role in our relationship with him. And so joy in the here and now, for us to wrap our heads and hearts around this concept, joy is grace realized. Joy is grace realized realize. It's embracing the dynamic of our relationship with God. That that our role is to trust and to follow and to depend on God. To stop trying to answer all the questions ourselves. Stop trying to run the show ourselves, but say, God, you got this. I'm following you. And then wrapping our heads around the idea that he loves us so, 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 so much. That he loves us completely unconditionally. And when we live with this perspective When we live with this mindset, with this mentality, when we approach the news with that mindset, when we approach our jobs with that mindset, when we approach life with that mindset, when we approach catastrophes that happen in our own life with that mindset, that my role in this is to trust God, is to follow God, is to depend on God. And God's role in this is that he loves me so much. That's the dynamic. That's the relationship. So when all this junk happens around us, listen, none of the trials of this world can shake our foundation when that's our perspective. You hear me? None of the trials of this world can shake our foundation when that's our perspective. Doesn't matter who the president is or isn't. Doesn't matter what politician locally got this, that, or the other. Doesn't matter what someone said about you on Facebook. It doesn't matter the hard thing that's happening in your life that's only you would understand and that you feel like you're going through all by yourself. Listen, those can't shake the inner core of our foundation when our perspective is that I'm going to depend and follow and trust Jesus. And I know that he loves me more than anything, that he loves me more than I can even comprehend and understand. And guys, I don't say this. I don't say this statement lightly. I don't say that none of the trials of this world can shake our foundation lightly because I know many of you, just like me, have gone through some really dark seasons. You know? Some of you are going through them right now. And there's a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of questions, a lot of why me, why us, why this, why now, all of that. I mean, I get it, okay? I get it. I'm not up here on my high horse. In 2004, adulting hit me so hard in the face, literally, that my face went paralyzed. I got Bell's palsy. You guys have heard of that? It's like an attack of your nervous system put on by stress. Where like you have these nerve things behind your face, and they like come like this and meet in the middle. One of those went numb on me, so like I could raise my eyebrows and I get crinkles in my forehead, but only half of my forehead. It was nuts. Half my tongue had taste. My eyes wouldn't blink. Nothing. That was a tough time for me, right? That that's that's not easy. I had to take my eyes shut to go to sleep so I didn't scratch it. Stop. I see a lot of you chuckling. It's not funny. You guys are like Pff, loser. I thought this was a safe place. But no, I mean, you know, that was a tough time. I mean, in 2014, my mom passed away, you know, at the age of 49, which is way too young, you know. And so it's like I've been there. I, I, I get it. I haven't experienced everything that you've experienced and you haven't experienced everything I've experienced. But I've seen some dark stuff and you've seen some dark stuff, you know. We've been through some rough seasons in life. And you say, well, how can I have joy even in the midst of that? even in the midst of my pain and suffering, even in the midst of all the junk that the world seems to be throwing at me, how can I possibly have joy in that? And I would suggest it's keeping the perspective that we trust and follow and depend, and he loves us unconditionally. We trust, we follow, we depend on him, and not try to prop ourselves up with our own understanding and our own reasoning and our own logic and our own whatever, thinking that we're going to get it all figured out because we're not. It's leaning hard into the idea that we follow, we trust, we depend, and he loves us so, so, so much. When we're able to have that perspective, guys, I'm telling you, that deep inner rejoicing, it can come alive. You know, you can go from a militant atheist to a really goofy, quirky guy who plays keyboard at church. I mean, it can happen, you know. And many of you guys know James, and you're like, no, he's way too goofy to be militant anything, Right? But, I mean, that can happen, and our perspective can be shifted. Our life can be shifted. And so many of us in here this morning, maybe you're in here, and you're struggling with joy. You know? Maybe it's always been a foreign concept to you. Maybe it's this elusive idea, this idea of, of joy, and you're kind of like a roller coaster. Or going day by day, you're a roller coaster where you're allowing circumstances to dictate your happiness, If if the right number is on your bank account or the right this, that, and the other, if the right things line up at work or the right, you know, you catch the right news story that morning then hey, it's a good day, yeah, amen, hallelujah, God is good, but then you catch the wrong thing and you get the wrong number in your bank account and this happens and that happens, you get a flat tire on the way to work, you're like, whoa, 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 you know, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I think I'll just eat worms, and we walk through life like that, Right? (laughs) This, that, and the other, back and forth, like a roller coaster, because our circumstances are dictating our happiness. And what, really what we need is some consistency. We need some joy in our life. We need to shift our perspective and say, I'm going to trust, follow, and depend today, because I know that he loves me more than anything in the whole world, more than I can wrap my head around, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Maybe you need to shift your perspective and focus on our relationship to God. Maybe you need to shift your perspective and focus more on, I maybe need to trust and depend and follow God more rather than following my favorite news app on my phone so much, right? Allowing our hope and our peace and our joy to come from that. Maybe we need to shift our perspective a little bit and say, well, how do I alter myself to depend on God more? Maybe that's you. Maybe you're in here and you, you're, you're, you're good with that, but you need to shift the other side of the perspective, and realize God's relation to us, you know? So often I feel like we beat ourselves up and don't allow ourselves the love and the grace and the forgiveness and the acceptance that Jesus freely offers. We understand that he offers it, but we don't think that we're good enough. Yes, somebody else might be good enough, but, but not me. No, you see, I did this, or I do that, or I've been involved in that, or back in college this, or, you know, just yesterday, the, this morning that. You know what I mean? And so we disqualify ourselves, but that's not how it works. Our role is to trust and to follow and to depend. In his role, he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And when we can wrap our heads around that, it can change everything. And so maybe you need to pray this morning and say, God, help me to receive your love. Help me to receive your grace and your forgiveness and your acceptance and the compassion you have for me. G. Campbell Morgan says that joy is love's consciousness love that quote. Joy is love's consciousness. Joy is grace realized. And you guys know the people. You've seen the people that are are so full of joy, it's almost disgusting, right? No, you haven't? You've seen them. You just don't want to admit it. You all want to laugh at me about Bell's Palsy, but you don't want to admit this. Okay. I see what kind of crowd this is today. All right. You know those people. They're so full of joy. It's like seemingly contagious and it's overflowing. And you walk away from a conversation with them and you're like, Man, if I could just like have just like a little bit of that, that would be, man, that's incredible. You know, we have these conversations with these people. Listen, we want that. And here's the reality. You can have that. You can be that. That can be you. There's nothing special about that individual that you can't have yourself. You know? It's simply shifting our perspective. Joy is an awareness of God's grace in favor. It's us realizing that our role is to trust and to depend on Him. And so we're not worried about this, that, and the other and everything that could potentially possibly maybe one day statistically it's going to maybe possibly happen. We say, you know what? God's got this. I'm going to trust and depend and follow Him. And that's what I'm going to do today. And then it's having this understanding that He loves me so much. Yeah, this, this season might suck really bad, but I know that He loves me it's going to be okay. This season is really hard, the hardest thing I've ever faced, but I know that he loves me and it's going to be okay. I know that my role is to depend and follow and trust and I know that he loves me, so it's going to be okay ultimately. And so the band's going to lead us in another song that's a little more high energy, but I want to give us just a moment here to pray together. Just to pray and say, God, you know, maybe you're in here and say, God, I just, I need joy. I need joy in my life. I need to stop this roller coaster thing. I need you. Maybe it's, God, I need to just depend on you. I need to trust in you. I need to stop trying to prop myself up with all this other junk that's not working. I need you. Or maybe it's to say, God, help me to realize and embrace the love that you have for me. Because I know you do. Help it to go from a head thing to a heart thing. I get it, but let me feel it. Let me know it. Let me live. So I want to give us an opportunity to do that this morning before the band uh, sings sort of a celebratory, you know, joyous uh, conclusion to this morning. So let me pray really quick, God. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.